Good morning. My name is Allison, and our scripture passage comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verses 6 through 10. So live in Christ Jesus the Lord in the same way as you received him. Be rooted and built up in him, be established in faith, and overflow with thanksgiving just as you were taught. See to it that nobody enslaves you with philosophy and foolish deception, which conform to human traditions and the way the world thinks and acts rather than Christ. All the fullness of deity lives in Christ's body, and you have been filled by him who is the head of every ruler and authority. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, this Sunday we have a guest speaker. Uh, most of you guys know him. It's Uriel. Uh, he'll be preaching this morning. Um, if you are new, our lead pastor is still on sabbatical. He'll be coming back on April 10th. So, um, but it's, uh, during this time, we have uh, different guest speakers. And um, my name is Magdiel. I'm one of the pastors here at new. if you haven't met me. Uh, but uh, let's welcome Uriel as he brings the word this morning. Um, and it's great to see a lot of new people and people they haven't seen in a while. Um, especially this morning it was really cold. We still have it, the troubles with the heater. Uh, but just knowing that everybody's here uh, is such a good feeling. And people online as well. Uh, so, can you pray with me this morning for uh, say, this morning? Um, Padre, uh, te damos gracias por este día, because we know that you are here, no matter the distance, people online, people here in person, and we know that we're here to receive and to hear your voice in whatever ways that that means for each of us. So let us receive it and be grateful for your grace, for your love, and your care, and your name. Amen. Um, so this morning I have a question for everybody. Uh, Do we know, or who knows, what's the biggest organism that you can think of? There might be a, you know, a couple, but the biggest organism in the world that you can think of. Um, and people online as well, they can comment. Uh, and I'll just give you a moment to think about it. Uh, This is not going to be a test, it's just... <laughs> but uh, I, I do have the video, so we can play, because I don't know how to explain, but we can watch the video. Blue whales are the biggest animals ever to exist on Earth. 
they can weigh upwards of 150 tons, which is more than the largest dinosaurs. But the blue whale is not the biggest living thing. That title goes to, well, it depends on what you mean by biggest. The tallest may be a California redwood nicknamed Hyperion. At a towering 115 meters, this giant is taller than the Statue of Liberty. The most extensive organism is a very old humongous fungus that covers a whopping 2,385 acres in a national forest in Oregon. At the base of trees, bunches of honey mushrooms appear. They are the fruiting bodies produced by the fungus, which otherwise lives out of sight. Imagine if apple trees grew underground and only the apples were visible to us. That's basically what the fungus does, except that it spreads its mycelia not just through the soil, but also through the roots and bark of trees in the forest, attacking them and stealing their nutrients so it can continue spreading outwards. However, if we're talking about the good old heaviest organism ever found, that prize goes to a giant panda living high on a Utah plateau. Just kidding, it goes to a single quaking aspen named Pando that weighs over 6,000 tons, as much as 40 blue whales. If you go to the Fish Lake National Forest, though, you won't see a giant tree trunk. You'll just see a forest of regular-sized trees. But thanks to genetic testing, we've learned that this stand of aspen covering 106 acres of land is actually a single clonal organism that grew from a lone seed long ago. That single tree was able to spread so much because its roots send up shoots that grow into what look like individual trees. Since all 47,000 trees are part of the same organism, the forest behaves somewhat unusually. For example, the entire forest transitions simultaneously from winter to spring and uses its vast network of roots to distribute water and nutrients from trees with plenty to trees in need. Okay. So, who knew that answer? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's good. Um, when I, when I was watching that, I was really amazed that, to know all that because you never think that when you say bigger, big, you always think about the size, you know, what you can see, not what you cannot see, obviously. But it's, it's really amazing to me that uh, image and that knowledge because when it's connected, it becomes one. And it's not about the size and like the growth, but it's about the connection that bring us together. So having that and um, reading the scripture, Colossians, it was really interesting to me because the first, what was the first uh, right here? It says, uh, so live in Christ Jesus the Lord, in the same way as you receive him. So how we can live a life in Christ the same way that we receive him, that we remember when we became believers, when we received Christ, the joy, or the ways that we wanted to learn at the beginning. But if we think about now, do you still have that feeling? Do you still have that energy to say, I want to learn, I want to do this? Or we right now think about, I just want to be. I just want to go to church. I just want to listen to worship. I just want to listen to the speaker, the pastor, and I just want to receive. Um, and that is really 
interesting to me because as we see in the video, the fungus is really big as well, it spreads up and has roots. But if you pay attention to, to what was said, it takes the nutrients from a tree. So the question that I have watching that video and reading this scripture, I was like, how many of us do that in the church? We go, we receive, but we don't really want to be connected. And I'm not talking about serving at the church, volunteering. What I'm talking about, the connection that I'm talking about, which is um, here and is be rooted and build up in Him. Be established in faith and overflow with thanksgiving just as you were taught. And it is not about the church. It's about us, as Christians, as believers. Why? Because what are our roots? And the title for this sermon is actually Roots. Because it was really interesting to me because of the roots that they are connected. It's the biggest organism. It's not about one tree. It's about the connection that it is underground. You cannot see it, but it's connected. Kind of same way of the Holy Spirit, it works within us. We do not see it, but it's there. And through the Holy Spirit, we are connected. And it doesn't matter the race, the ethnicity, uh, where you come from, whether you speak Spanish, English, or another language. It doesn't really matter. And that kind of brings me back to like my last time that I was here speaking. Like, kind of like, oh, you know, maybe next time, since the Spirit always leads, I will just preach Spanish and you will all understand. <laughs> and it kind of is, it goes, goes, goes the same, like, because we're connected, we help each other. But in what ways are we connected? Are we the roots underneath or are we the fungus who are just taken away from, from church, from Christianity? And I'm not trying to be like, you know, pointing or make you feel or just say this. I'm just trying to realize myself what kind of believer I am. Because ways that God works and we can, we can get the image of the tree and the roots. Um, we can see it all over the Bible. You know, it has been preached a lot. We know about it, that the seeds that were dropped and the, uh, and the road. And we can see a lot of image about growth, about roots, about a lot of things of grow and be rooted in Christ. But my question is like, what, what does the roots mean? Like we know it's, it's saying that if you're not rooted, something can, can come and just but what does that mean for us? Who or what is the roots? Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't do that. It was um, going and researching that video and a little bit more about how the roots work and 
all that. I find an article online that says that they were doing this testing of growing trees, how far they grow, or how can they make it grow, you know, fast, faster than usual. And they put in the perfect environment, and the trees grow really quick, really fast. But they find out at a certain high, they all fall down. Because the perfect environment meant no wind, no resistance. It was just the nutrients they need. They grow up, but they were weak. So they all just fall. So that shows just the importance of the roots. Why? Because in our lives, a lot of times we come and we face something hard in our family, in our church, just in life in general. And what's the first thing we always like go to? Why? Why me? Why is it that I'm going through this? so hard, I go to church, I think I'm a good person. But see, we forget about the growth. To be able to, be, to, be able to, to grow, you need the resistance. To be able to, to grow, you need pruning. Why? Because if we don't have that, we're going to fall down. And it's not a matter of how fast or how slow, but we always focus on what we can see. Rather than how rooted are we. And we um, can continue a little bit here and says, see to it that nobody enslaved enslave you with philosophical and foolishness deceptions which confer to humans traditions and the ways the world that the world thinks and facts and acts rather than Christ. How revealing that was to me when I was reading it because again we don't focus on ourselves. And I think right now it's, it's good to be a little bit selfish because when we take our time to know Jesus, to know the Spirit, we are able to understand more. In what ways, when we, when right here it says, um, we're not, um, the nobody and they view from, uh, with philosophical and foolishness, deceptions. Because there, there is sometimes, uh, we look sometimes to people and admire people because we feel comfortable with that. 
because we feel that connection. We feel that love, that care. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. And we, if we go as far as this is what I'm looking in a pastor, this is what I'm looking in church. Is it? Is it what you're looking for to be rooted, or is it that you feel comfortable with that? Because when we when we put our hopes and our trust in that we're going to get hurt. And it's not going to be a good, good hurt. It's going to be a bad one. And we have an expert here in trees and garden. Um, she's not here right now, but her name is Marion. And I'm pretty sure if I ask her if it's a good way or if it's a way correct way to cut a branch. She will probably, probably tell me the way. She will teach me and say, this is the way. You're not supposed to cut it this way because then she will go on and on. And I was like, I just want to know. But she will go through that because she knows, she knows the way. What I'm saying, why am I saying this? Because when, when, because it's going to happen. When we have that pruning, do you, have, do you rather have that from God or from somebody else who tells you things, what to do, and it's going to break you, it's going to make you feel good, and it's going to nurture you back? But if it's, if it's coming from, from, from who? Because they, they will, and they might feel good make you feel better, you're going to feel rejuvenated and like, yes. But when that's somebody goes away, where do you stand? Rather than if an expert does it, pruning would be perfect. Yes. Why? Because if it's a certain way, they can cut it, it can be cut, and it will make that branch grow bigger and bear fruit. Concentrate in the part they need to concentrate to bear fruit. Do we know what bear the fruit means? It's something that we have to do this is something that bearing that fruit, we have to do it as a believers. We have to make sure that our life in Christ is seen by somebody else. What does that mean for me? It means like if I'm here, if I'm speaking, if I'm preaching, if that means I always have to do good sermon, if that always like, if if I if somebody doesn't come to me and say like, oh, I like your sermon, I'm not bearing you fruit. Or, is it, or, or what that means, like me bearing fruit, is through God, through the roots, because the roots are sucking up the nutrients that are necessary for the tree. Just Jesus. We are the branches. The fruit is for God, it's not for us. 
But how many times we focus too much on the fruit and we say, I want this, I want my church, I want people, and I want to be charismatic, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. But what I want is not, it's not that. I'd rather God do what he wants rather than what I want. Because he knows best. The fruit is not my fruit, it's his. And it's hard. It's hard because when we go through that, we, we go through the pruning, we go through hardship, we done in our lives so many things, even just day-to-day life, hard, work, study, school, everything. You know why, why it was really important for me to show you that video? Because the community you have, and I'm not talking about the church, the community you have through the Spirit. At the same way that people online are watching, you're here, we're hearing, they're hearing, we're still connected. Because the roots that God gives us the nutrients that we have, the connection through the Holy Spirit. Because it's not by us, it's not by Pastor McDill, it's not by me or Pastor Dave. That's not the connection that we're making. The connection is through the Holy Spirit that will allow us to be connected. And we saw that even when somebody is like down, when somebody is like going through a hard time, the connection is not about me fixing them, but by prayer. And by asking support, like, I will pray for you because I can't help you. Doesn't matter how much we try, it's not by our hand, it's by God's. And when we're connected, we give each other help and nourish it back to a healthy place. The connection that it says there, it, it, never, it never said that the tree looks the same. They're the same high. They look similar. Now we're all different. We all are individual persons. But the important thing here is that when we're connected, the roots, when we're rooted, we take those nutrients from, from, from God. Not like the fungus who takes away from the tree. Let's keep reading here. All the fullness of deity lives in Christ's body. And you have been fulfilled with him who is, in, who is the head of every ruler and authority. So here we can see that it tells us about Jesus, to remember him, to do as we did as when we received him, uh, to establish that faith the roots for people not to, for us not to be foolish and deceive. We take the tree image. We have the roots, we have the soil, the nutrients, the wind, the rain, the sun for that tree to, to grow. And that's the passage right here. How can we be foolish when our roots are there? Why? Because we don't know where the roots, our roots, 
how deep they go or where they go. And even if you feel in this moment, like, well, I don't feel in community. I do not feel right now like the forest. They're connected and somebody can help me. And that is okay. That's a good example of a good community. It doesn't mean you can find it. Because again, it's not about what we can see or what we look for. Because the connection is there. When somebody comes and tells you something like, I needed to hear that, that's the connection. When you feel about, even if you don't say anything, you feel about praying for somebody and you just pray because you're like, I want to be awkward, I want to be too churchy and say, God told me this, but you pray and say, God, whatever that is, please. That's the connection. And if you feel like you're by yourself, that is okay. God is making the roots strong because he has a good place for you. He's making you strong because he is he wants to use your life for something different. Being different is not bad. And when he wants, he will transfer that to a place that those roots will connect and it will be a community. It won't always mean you're gonna be by yourself. But right now, if you feel that way, God is pruning your life in a way that you won't even imagine. It hurts, it's difficult, but it's better that he's the one pruning because he knows where to cut. If it hurts, I will pray for you. We'll pray for you. But God knows why. I was thinking, you know, the sermon is going to be this way, the sermon is going to be that. When I was praying about what to say or how to say it, it was hard for me because I'm, I, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to talk. And now I'm here, you know, talking. Um, I'm one of the pastors and like, what am I doing? And I remember a recording that I went to a church back in California. And I remember I recording that uh, I went to a prayer session and they sent me the recording and what they said. And I just, you know, got into my mind. I was like, oh, I'm going to hear that. And I hear that. And hearing that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what they said. That was eight years ago, I believe. They say, I know you're tired. I know you want to be rooted. I know you're tired of moving. God is telling me that it's okay. He's going to put you in a place that your roots are going to grow now. For me, what that meant is like, finally, I'm going to stay in one place. Yes. And I moved three times more. <laughs> I was like, OK, fine, whatever. See, because what I was seeing is what, what I can see, not what the Spirit was doing in me. 
It was not about me. It was about the roots. It was about me knowing what God was doing in me. And me whining like, well, you told me that I was going to be rooted. What am I moving for? If it's not about me staying in one place or doing or finding something, it was about the growth in me They was finding ways to say, yes, Lord. Something hard happening, I know you're here and I can feel it. That was the growth, that was the moment and I realized like, huh. Again, like we always get confused with things because that's what we believe. Sometimes we pray about a specific thing and it's like, okay, please, please, Lord, let me buy this car. I like that. And you're waiting for that, you're waiting for that. Somebody comes along and says, hey, you want this car? It's really cheap. Like, no, no, no. I'm waiting for that. We're not realizing that God is giving you what we ask. You need a car. Here's a car. You wanted this. But you don't need it. Here's this. We're so focused, like tunnel, tunnel vision, of what we ask, that when God is giving us the answer of what we ask, we don't see it because we only focus on, on the answer that we want, not the, the one that he's giving us. And that made me think about what kind of believers are we? What kind of believer I am? Am I a believer of season? Or am I a believer of roots? Why? And what does that mean? What it means is really, like I was thinking like, I don't know what that means. Like, I think I'm a, yeah, I'm a firm believer, I'm free. Are we a believer of season or are we a believer of roots? Are you a tree planted in the forest, rooted, or are you a Christmas tree? Nothing against Christmas, nothing against Christmas, but here's my question. The Christmas tree is for a season, it has been cut. It's going to last for a time. And it looks really pretty. <laughs> looks really amazing. It shows this there. It shows this a love, a life. But it's not rooted. Oftentimes we're like just the fungus. They're just like there, alive, but not really, not rooted. And I, there's no an answer for that because I was like, what would be the answer for that? Is it? No. I think there's something that we, as a believer, we have to go seek God, know what He wants in our life, know what we think we, He wants, know what we feel comfortable with, but rather than what doesn't feel comfortable with. And that's the best way, because that's when God is pruning. Pruning is not bad. Pruning means growth. Pruning means better fruits. And the fruits are not for us, are for God. So this morning, 
I, I will pray that this message renew my life, renews, because now I want to be rooted and rooted in a community that I can share, that I can be connected, and that it can help me with those hard times. And it doesn't matter whether it's here in person, online, the connection is here through the Spirit of God. God wants you. God is nurturing you. He's pruning your life so you can grow. It's pruning my life so I can grow. And as a community, as we saw, we can grow together. Yes. Through Christ. So let's pray. Father, we ask you this morning that let it be you who prunes our life. Let it be you who teach us how to grow, who tell us what to do. And let us seek you in ways that we don't even understand, but that we're willing. Even if we don't feel ready, we know that we're willing to do your will. In those hard times, we recognize that we want to quit, that we don't want to do this anymore. But through your connection with the Holy Spirit, give us that energy, give us the nutrient that we need to keep going, to keep growing. We thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. Amen. Thank you for bringing that word this morning. Um, let's stand and sing one more song. I'm going to sing Breathe Again. And uh, just as we're in this transition period with COVID and masks and uh, just keeping in mind that God is the air we breathe and the air we need and sustains us through all things. This is the air I breathe This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me This is my daily bread This is my daily bread Your very word Spoken to me <clears throat> And I uh, 
I'm desperate for you <clears throat> And I I'm lost without you This is the air I breathe This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me And I before you and I I'm lost without you and I I'm desperate for you And I, I'm lost without you. <clears throat> this is my dear I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your whole This is my daily bread This is my daily bread Your very word Spoken to me And I before you and I 